0: All right, and we're back with our second guest we're pleased to have with us, Renee Luna and his wife, Liz, owner of Luna Glassworks. Welcome, folks.
1: Hi. How are you doing?
0: We're doing good. And where are you guys at? You're down in Texas somewhere, right?
1: Yes, we are in central Texas in San Antonio, and I'm working at the outskirts area.
0: Good. You're doing glass on a hot day here? What's that like? That can't be fun installing glass on a 100-plus on a day.
1: Yeah, yeah there's... Plenty of stories to tell. Let me tell you, it's uh, pretty <laughs> warm out here. It's better than 100 degrees.
0: Let's talk about how you guys got into this business. I understand that this is the rarest of companies. This is a third generation company. Is that true?
1: That is true. My grandfather started the business in 46. My father took it over, I think, in the 50s, and then my brother and I took it over in 96.
0: Is there a fourth generation in the wings? Is this going to be a continuing family business?
1: Well, we are expecting our first
2: child in about two months. So, there you yeah, go. He's going to grow up in it.
0: So it, we'll know. when uh, we're, we're going to bring him into the business early here. We're, as soon as he comes out, we're going to tell him, this is the life for you. You're going to be in the glass business here.
1: <laughs> That's pretty much it. I started in diapers myself, so I'm very familiar with it.
0: Now, how did this survive three generations? We just talked to an attorney earlier in the show, and one of the things that we brought out is how few family-owned businesses survive into the third generation. It seems that by the time the third generation comes along, they want to do anything but touch the family business. So often, these businesses don't make it into the third generation. How did it capture your imagination and continue into the third generation with you guys?
1: It wasn't a dream, but it was something that we enjoy doing. My uh, father never locked us in. He always gave us the option to do whatever we wanted to do. And the more I looked into other things, the more I came back to doing just this. Mm -hmm. So here I am, I'm still at it. I do enjoy the outdoors. It is intense work at times, but it's also very gratifying.
0: And what is it that you guys do? Let's talk about Luna Glassworks. What is it that you guys are known for?
1: We are known for maintaining commercial truck fleets, particularly tractor-trailer rigs and off-road equipment as far as their windshield replacements goes.
0: Really? Okay. We, uh,
1: one, yes. One of the things we do uh, cater to our customers with is we do travel 300 miles from San Antonio, so a radius out 300 miles, cover a large area that way.
0: Now, when I heard the term custom glassworks, I thought that you were going to do mosaics and churches or you were going to do stained glass entry doors or something. I never in a million years would have guessed that you guys take care of tractor truck fleets and uh, Caterpillar operators and repair their glass. That sounds like a very, very unique specialization.
1: It is. In fact, I just got through working on a, a Volvo motor grader And I'm going to work on another one, actually. I'm actually driving to a town you may have never heard of, Los Angeles.
0: Los Angeles, (laughs) why?
1: Los Angeles, Texas, believe it or not.
0: (laughs) I didn't know there was a Los Angeles, Texas, but why not? There's a Paris, Texas. They have all sorts of uh, other names in Texas here. So... How in the world did your grandfather get into this area of specialization in the 40s? Did they even have this kind of equipment around in the 40s? Was he doing this, or does this evolve over time?
1: Actually, no, he was doing this. I know one of the places he was employed at prior to starting Luna's Glass was Ziegler, Thad Ziegler. It's a well-known family business here in this area, and I have actually have a photo of him and I believe the photo was taken in the 30s. It has him in that picture, actually. Hmm.
2: What's interesting about his grandfather is his grandfather was a heavyweight boxer in San oh, Antonio. Really?
0: Okay. Fascinating. And
2: uh, once he got done with his boxing career, he turned his interests into the to the glass industry and then got all his knowledge and experience there at Vigler and then applied it to start his own business and become his own boss. And I think that's part of the legacy that the Luna family has is that they've been passing that down generation to generation. Is being Mm -hmm. your own boss, having Mm -hmm. a sense of pride and ownership in the work that you do.
0: And maybe that explains why somebody as individualistic as I picture a boxer to be, nobody's going to push me around. I'm going to make it with my own two fists here, why they would want to go into a business for themselves here. Because when you said boxer... That's the last thing I picture a boxer going into is glassworks. That seems like that would be delicate and careful. And a boxer is all about breaking things and busting things. Yeah, it's well,
1: counterintuitive, funny. but it yeah. works.
0: <laughs> that's
1: funny. And you're right about my grandfather. He was a rough-and-tumble type of person, and he was a large man. And yeah, everything about him, All the, all the stories I hear, he was
0: nothing but brute force. <laughs> and yet somehow... He would have to carefully handle this glass and replace it without breaking it. It doesn't seem like the two fit, but I I suspect it had something to do with your wife was saying about being an individual here and, and running your own life. That fits more of the boxer kind of mentality for me. All right, so he built this business, and your father took it over. Tell me about that transition. Did he expand the business? Did he just continue the business? Did he change the business in any way?
1: Well, it was expanded in many different directions from that point on i mean i don't know because of the year gap i don't know exactly what my grandfather was doing but i do know what my father was doing he had a unique trait something that i acquired as well the ability to fix just about anything you can put your hands on
0: (laughs) i wish i was that kind of person i am terrible at fixing stuff here
2: I call Rene my MacGyver. He's a MacGyver. I mean, he can fix anything. He can start a stranded boat in the middle of the ocean with a cell phone. I mean, that's how good he and his dad are.
0: Well, that's what it takes. And I'm sure that your customers appreciate that because you must get into some pretty unusual jobs. What kind of things happen on a Volvo, what was it, a Volvo dirt grater or something that you said you're working on?
1: Yeah, it's actually a motor grader. Motor um, grader. okay. A motor grader. Well, one of the unique things we do, that we apply this knowledge to everything we do, is having the ability to custom cut glass. Okay. It's becoming a lost art. A lot of glass installers don't do that. They do not know how to custom cut. They simply run to a supply house, buy a pre-made windshield, take it out to the job site, and put glue on it and stick it in the hole.
0: Yeah. But Uh, it
1: just does not apply... In every case, it will not work. So you have to have that ability to customize.
0: And do these glass windshields come in easily repairable shapes? I mean, do they? does Volvo have a whole stack of these windshields that you can buy on a pallet and you simply pop them in? Or do you have to do a lot of customization when you get into these?
1: Both. In reality, with, for some of these pieces of equipment, some of this glass is readily available. And some is not. Generally, it's cheaper for the customer to pay me to custom cut a glass versus have a name brand
0: stamp on the glass. Okay. So I'm picturing this giant piece. I don't even know what a motor grader is. Is it like something I'd see on the highway that they're using to grade roads? Or is it, I don't even know what that piece of equipment looks like
1: absolutely uh that is exactly what you're thinking of it is a uh, a large piece of equipment that has that blade that it drags the asphalt or gravel around underneath yeah, it
0: exactly okay that is
1: exactly what it is it's one of those large large ones you need a six foot ladder just to get to the floor of it
0: and it's got so. a cab with some sort of glass all around it so the guy can see what he's doing and that glass gets broken now i never thought about it but it Wouldn't that glass get broken all the time? Aren't they always kicking up rock or having things tumble down upon it or whatever? It seems like the glass would break all the time on these things.
1: That is correct. They (laughs) they do break all the time. They break them very frequently.
0: You're in a business with a never-ending need for your services.
1: That is pretty much correct. So (laughs) far, so good. Everything has been working out that way. We have another unique trait that we do is we do a lot of applying the custom side. We do a lot of vintage cars as
0: well. You do? Wow. What a great idea. I have to talk to you about it. I've got a 56 Plymouth myself here, and I live in panic that someday this unique curved windshield that they had in the 1950s is going to crack or break. I'm going to do what most people do, which is scour the junkyards across the country and hope that they've found one that still has that glass that fits perfectly and somehow carefully ship it to me. I've always worried about that.
1: You should be because something like that would be very pricey. But, yes, you would start by giving us a call and let us do some legwork for you.
0: All right. Well, good. That's a booming area. There are lots of baby boomers like me that are restoring old cars, keeping these old things on the road out there. What else do you work on? You work on antique cars. You work on giant road graders. Is there anything else that you guys do or are looking to expand into?
2: You do school buses, Laredo SWAT teams. Laredo uh, SWAT
0: teams. Okay. Tell me about that one. That's got to be unique. We're not just putting in a piece of glass now. It's got to resist bullets or breakage here somehow.
1: That's correct. Yeah, we do work on armored cars. They'll bring them to our shop and we've had Laredo SWAT bring their SWAT unit in That is an armored car. We replaced several glasses in it, and they they supplied the glasses. They brought them into our shop, and they are bullet-resistant. They are very heavy, too. And
0: what makes it bullet-resistant? Is it just the thickness of the glass, or do they sandwich different materials in there and come up with some sort of composite? What is it that makes it bulletproof?
1: They use multiple layers of laminated safety glass, It's very similar to what's in the windshield of your car. Mm -hmm. And in that mix towards the center of that sack, they have what's called polycarbonated plastic. It's very similar to what's on the headlight of most modern vehicles, except much thicker.
0: Okay. And it's the combination of layers, then, not just the thickness, but the fact that you're changing materials, and there's some separation probably between the layers, so as it penetrates, it's like the the woven Kevlar vests that have multiple layers, and it's the layers that somehow slow down the projectile and, and eventually capture it.
1: Yeah, that is correct. It is the layers. There is no gap in between them. They are actually up against each other, and that's what gives it strength.
0: Mm, Okay. So bulletproof armored cars, public school buses, that sounds like another one that would break all the time. I remember when I was a kid, we were always throwing each other around the buses, and I'm sure I cracked a few glasses uh, goofing around when I was a kid riding the bus.
1: Yes, that's uh, it is common. Believe it or not, the rocks are uh,
0: more of the bus's enemy than the kids, though usually. Really? Okay. The, the rocks that get kicked up by the as they're riding along here. So you've got what we're all dreaming of. You've got a business with a never-ending need, a never-ending supply of customers. Life is good. You must not have felt the uh, recession at all here.
1: The business is very self-sustaining. We don't hardly market at all. The downturn that we had that we suffered from was in '86, and uh, that was a big one that everyone felt. And then again in uh, 2009 to 10, there was a big, a big uh, slowdown, and we actually did feel those, which surprised us as well. We thought we had such a large customer base, yeah, that we would not have a problem making it through that. But we actually felt it. Now, yep. very fortunately for the oil boom that we're having down here in Texas. It has stabilized everything in the glass industry, of course, since uh, since about June of last year.
0: And are there any things changing in the glass industry? Is this still the same glass that your grandfather used? Or are they using different, I don't know, is there a different mixture in the glass? Is there a different composite material that they're moving towards? Or is it still just glass like they've always had?
1: For the most part, the improvements have been focused on the clarity of the glass, the Mm -hmm. color and imperfection, preventing any imperfections in the glass. Believe it or not, for the most part, the composition has stayed the same. In many cases, the windshields on modern-day cars are thinner, but they increase the thickness of the plastic in the windshield, Mm -hmm. and that protects the occupant by preventing concussion.
0: Yeah, and it also seems that the glass then doesn't shatter. You know, If it cracks, it doesn't break up in a million pieces. The plastic somehow holds it together. That's correct. What's it like to be married to Mr. Glass here, Liz? Are you involved in the business yourself, or are you just watching this from afar here?
2: Well, I'm my full-time job, I'm the marketing director for a 327-bed hospital in San Antonio. Oh, wow. Okay. So marketing, public relations is my forte. So I help Luna Glass promote the business and so whether it's newspaper articles in the business journal getting their website going getting them to the 21st century technologically because fortunately as Renee mentioned the company has done extremely well with word of mouth but now it's like getting them to the next to the 21st century getting them on a website getting them on online internet search engines and things like that but with the word of mouth that he gets from his existing clients they just seem to be doing very well, and that continues to, to grow for them. So I'm very proud of him. I'm very proud of the family and how they've been able to integrate. The wife also works in the business, and she helps with the accounting and the finances and the collections and stuff. So they've been very inclusive, and the communication is there. Does it get crazy and stressful when our husbands are working till three in the morning out of town for, you know, weeks at a time. Yes. But it's understandable.
0: (laughs) Well, you guys have done, you guys have got a business, not only is it a unique niche, but it's a type of business. Again, I keep reiterating this that we just don't hear about third generation family businesses are a rare breed. And on top of that, A business that's still three generations later, pretty much the same as it was. You're using the same materials. You're using old school technology to replace glass and custom cut it here. As you said, that's kind of a lost art. So you found a niche and a need that not only continues over multiple generations, but seems to almost generate its own business. What areas would you like to improve as you look ahead? Is it just maintaining the business you've got are you looking to expand this to other parts of the country or even across the world Uh, where where do you see the growth of luna glass
1: well it would be nice to have an outlet over in aspen that would be really nice i would spend more time there just (laughs) relaxing though (laughs) just to go there right nothing else
0: you gotta have one in hawaii and aspen and all these other places right but i mean are there companies like yours in every state i've never heard of this if i had a fleet of commercial trucks if I had a fleet of heavy-duty grading equipment, if, I had a, if I'm had a public school and i got tons of school buses, are there companies like yours that handle this need all across the country, or are you a rare entity here?
1: Well, I, I know around here, around this part of Texas, I must be fairly rare because a lot of people are sending me out very far. That's the only comparison I can give you, but they're sending me far north as San Angelo, as far south as Brownsville.
0: Hmm.
1: So it's, it's a long stretch if you're not from Texas. Texas is a lot of ground
0: to cover. Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: But Lunar Glass is the only
2: one of its kind. We don't have any multiple locations. We are very regional to San Antonio and South Texas.
0: Have you ever thought about trying to either franchise this to other people or open up other company offices and in adjoining states or other parts of Texas, or are you just happy maintaining what you got here?
1: Luna Glass is a handful, let me tell you. We enjoy it. We enjoy the perfection that we can produce. Mm -hmm. And being that particular, it makes it difficult to stretch yourself out and run the risk that you're not going to have the same quality.
0: Because I'm thinking, you know, again, as we become an international world where we have international connections, I hear more and more construction companies particularly with the downturn in construction in this country, going to Japan to help rebuild over there, going to China to work on the massive projects there. We've had some people with cement companies. We've had people with other heavy-duty equipment. And they're actually, as crazy as it sounds, transporting these heavy-duty graders and movers and stuff. They're moving them around the globe, something they never thought they'd do. They're putting them on boats and sending them to other parts of the world, which raises the question, what happens when it breaks or what happens when the glass breaks? and you're building a dam in Africa or you're building something in China. It would seem like there's an opportunity there if they could fly in somebody and on the scene cut normal glass to fit into their equipment. There might be an opportunity there.
1: That's very true, very true. I mean, all these remote locations that they're sending us to right now are all these oil derricks they're setting up out here in the middle of nowhere, and little towns that were nothing.
0: Yeah, exactly, or maybe even offshore oil rigs and stuff. They must have glass out there that breaks and stuff, and it can't be easy to replace on the deep-sea oil well.
1: Yes, that's true. We actually sell to different types of glass to uh, steel manufacturing companies here in San Antonio that produce some of the structures and, and rooms that go on those oil platforms that have to meet certain requirements as yeah, far sure. as fire retardant and fire safety and There's a lot of other restrictions I don't even know about, but I do know that the glass that we sell them has to comply with those restrictions.
0: Well, that leads to my last question. Where do you get the glass from? Do you guys produce your own glass, or you simply repair people that take existing glass from, I don't know, Libby or Corning or whoever makes glass in large quantities? Do you make your own, or do you buy it just from others?
1: No, we buy pre-made flat glass. We will custom cut it down to specific shapes and sizes. We have a lot of variables. We can comply to a lot of shapes and curves that could be very difficult to make for anybody. Right. But um, some of the other things that we can do with curved glass, such as individuals that have those vintage cars, say like yours, Right. and they chop the roof down lower to give them a more sporty look.
0: Yep, exactly. Um,
1: you have a curved windshield then that you cannot buy. Yeah. Or you have a need for a curve launcher that you cannot buy, bring it to me and I can shape it down to what you need. Amazing. That's Something that is unique to us.
0: Well, you probably picked up a future customer here today because sooner or later that glass is going to crack. And I've always worried about where I'm going to get such a unique shape here. Well, what a fascinating, fascinating business. Is there anything we haven't covered that you'd like to talk about here? You know, we're always trying to learn from the experience of others. And what I've learned is there are still old-school technologies that are in demand in the high-tech age here that aren't going away anytime soon. It doesn't sound like you're going to be replaced by some different kind of material or installer or whatever. As long as there's glass, they're going to need you.
1: That's true. You know, I I can run out and and, uh, spend a dollar and a half on a regular old-style glass cutter that's been around since, God, I have no idea when. But to this very day, that same glass cutter will cut a flat piece of glass and I can take care of whatever need you have. Amazing. That is a unique trait, something that isn't very common for a modern day society that I can go out and buy a dollar and a half cutter and still take care of a customer
0: with. It. Exactly. I, I can go fix my old Plymouth, but I can't fix my modern day car. I don't even know what's under the hood anymore here. You know, we've lost the ability sure. to do those kinds of things. Well, fascinating. All right, anything else you'd like to cover or mention? It sounds like Liz has a couple thoughts she wants to add. Well, here.
2: I just wanted to say that you know I think one of the, the reasons or one of the things that have really helped make Luna Glass flourish is their commitment to quality, and that quality has been passed down from Grandpa Luna and my father-in-law, and now to the to his sons. So Renee and his brother Mark run and carry on that legacy. And when you add all of those years of experience, I mean, you have over 100 years of experience with this one small mom-and-pop.
0: Well, and you bring up a good point because you're not just an installer. You had to learn a craft, a craft that, as you pointed out, is an old-world craft that probably isn't being taught anywhere else in colleges or trade schools or what. There's, There's probably not a whole lot of glass cutters left that know how to do it like you do. So it it is something, I would assume, that because it's a craft, it's something you learned and it's been in the family, that you would understandably take more pride and be more careful than somebody who last week laying carpet and this week I'm installing glass.
1: That's very true. It It is a very unique craft. We do feel honored to be able to carry this craft on. My brother and I both know the craft very well and we have trained others as well to do it.
0: It's like when you go to the county fair and you see these people blowing glass or doing things like that, these ancient arts. I don't even know how they learn how to do these things because there's certainly nobody teaching them how to do that anymore here. Well, good for you. Keep this alive and I hope that it grows to be 10, 12 generations of Luna glass and that your children and your children's children are still doing this because when old world craftsmanship dies out, what do we replace it with? I don't know what the alternative is. If you decided to close up Luna Glass, what would all these companies do?
1: Yeah, that's true. It would be difficult. It would would take an entire change in technology to uh, do away with our job.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, amazing. An old world craftsman still making it in a new cutting edge world. Cutting glass is still as cutting edge as anything else out there and as needed as Anything else in this modern age? That's amazing. All right. How do people get in touch with you if they want to learn more? If they got an old car or a fleet of trucks, or they want to convince you to fly to Aspen here to work on a project? How do they get in touch with you guys?
1: Well, you can traditional way two ten five three three five seven eight eight, and I believe my wife knows our website.
2: It's lunasglassworks.com. So it's lunas L-U-N-A-S. Glasswork.com.
0: Okay, so it's Luna plus the letter S, Lunas. Plural. It's not just yeah, Lunas. Okay, Lunasglasswork.com. Okay. All right, well congratulations to what you guys are doing. I'm glad to see the craftsmanship and care is still alive in the American workforce out there today. Too many craftsmen have have long since hung up their shingles, and we've gotten into mass production. and it Doesn't seem like there are too many real old world craftsmen around anymore nor did it seem like there's really a need for them. So uh, it seems like you you found the best of both, a way to keep an old craft alive and a family business going and apply those skills to a, a modern era in, in shapes and forms your grandfather probably never could have imagined.
1: Thank you. Yes, sir. I hope to continue on this dream. I didn't even know if my grandfather had the ability to think of what we could do with this so yeah. we we're just uh, going to stretch it out
0: he was a fighter right he was just fighting to, to make a living and fighting to survive he probably never realized what he had started here in luna's glasswork all right well thank you so much for joining us on uh, critical mass and uh, we'll be back right after these commercials